Hello, welcome to the Valley View Podcast, take two of episode 83. My name is Tyler and I'm here with Matt. So uh, Tyler, how did you feel when you were in front of the TV camera a couple days ago? We're not going to talk about how this is take two, we're just going to jump right into the news? Yeah. Okay. It's take two because we got a phone call 30 seconds into recording. (laughs) Um, So we did edit something out, but it was just for the sake of practicality. Uh, Yeah, we were on the news two days ago. Why are we on the news, Matt? Well, I didn't think it was newsworthy to like just help somebody, but it Gosh, must have been a really slow news day. That's such a humble brag. That's such a humble brag. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it was newsworthy to just be a nice person. <laughs> it's really not. I mean, no, I agree that it's not. But the way it's just the way you said it was very like. Okay, I don't know. let me try that again. Uh, it must have been a really slow news day because all we did was like shovel some snow out from under people's tires, and they put us on the news. They did put us on the news. Yeah. If our uh, if you haven't seen the little news report, um, you don't have to see it. Featured Tyler and I. It's okay. You don't have to watch it. <laughs> WCCO. Uh, you could look it up on their Facebook page. The headline is like "Pastor helps out students." Is that what it like is? That. Yeah, it should have been "Pastors plural" because both okay. of us were out. Nah, there. it's okay. <laughs> but um, Tyler doesn't want to watch because I think he is concerned that he's going to be cringy. Cringy. I do, I have not watched it and I don't plan to. But I think everyone who's seen it and listening to this podcast now will agree that you came off really well, like awesome, like way better than me even. I don't and, like, know about that. They should have given all the airtime to you. Really don't know about that. You really came off uh, looking sharp, sounding like you knew what you were talking about. I was wearing about. neon yellow gloves. What are you talking about? <laughs> that did get mentioned at our house. Yeah. Well, I got texted about it. No, I was going to say to you before we started recording, and then I said I'd wait so I could say it on the podcast. Like, you know the song Famous by Miley Cyrus slash Hannah Montana? Uh, No, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. For the for our listeners that that do know that song, I feel like the complete opposite of that song. Like, the whole point of that song is, like, I want to be famous. So at the chorus is, like, I want to be famous. I want to be the one who's living the life. I want to be famous. I want to be the one taking a free ride. Like, I don't want to be famous at all. And the fact that I had like 10 people text me in the past like two days, like, hey, you were on the news. I, I don't like that. I can vouch for that. I feel like as soon as I um, told you that they wanted to interview us, I think your first question might have been like, can I go home? Yeah, it was like, do I have to? Like, I wanted to just get away. <laughs> I don't know. I think part of it in that setting is like, I feel like like we were trying to do that to like, we were trying to like plat like shovel to like be nice. And I feel like when somebody records you, it automatically is like, yeah, I'm pretty important. Yeah. Look at look at how look at everyone. Look at me doing this good. Like yeah, one of the things true. I hate the most in the world is virtue signaling, like on social media, mm-hmm. yeah. like saying like, wow, look how good of a person I am because I'm denouncing this bad thing. Like, I don't I like I hate that. And I don't even want to like open myself up to like feeling prideful about plowing a car. You know, like I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I'd rather just do it because. Well, because Matt told me to, but also because it's like a good, nice thing to do. I don't I, I don't like being on the news. When you grabbed a shovel and headed outside to help people dig their cars out, did you think you were going to end up on the nightly news? No, that did not enter my mind. <laughs> well, when we saw them setting up and we were like, what are they doing? Like, I assumed it was yeah. a couple of kids like filming like a school project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. 
but so you've decided not to watch the news report similar to how i don't listen to the podcast yeah i'm not watching the news report okay well your mom has been kindly sharing it on facebook my, my has she my, really oh, yeah. i'm not oh, yeah. surprised I, of... I have facebook but i don't have it downloaded like yeah. i have it because i like facebook mm-hmm. messenger for messaging people yeah it's kind of like my it's like a classic i'm between millennial and gen z thing like i don't really want to be on facebook to like look at facebook but i also have it because it's like a generational thing like it lets me talk to people Ah, okay. Well, you know, listen to these comments that you're... No, 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 no. You don't need to read the comments on the podcast. (laughs) Way to go, Tyler. Stop! Yay, Tyler. Why are you trying to make me uncomfortable? Yay, Tyler, for lending a helping hand. That is super cool. Awesome servanthood. Way to go, Tyler Magnuson, with a hyperlink. Chivalry is not dead. What a big heart to help you have, Tyler, with two heart emojis and a snowflake emoji. I hate this. (laughs) Can you stop? That's the end of the comments. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Can we move on now? Yeah. Talk about literally anything else? We need to move on. Okay. Oh, where's my phone? Okay. So this week, we're going to talk about Exodus. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have an ad read. Um, But we're going to talk about Exodus, and I have some listener questions. I was wondering if the listeners are getting sick of listener questions, because we're doing them a lot. But also, like, they're the ones asking, so it's kind of their fault. Yeah. I I feel like listener questions are my favorite part of the podcast. Oh, they're definitely my favorite part. Yeah. And I think... Even if some people don't like them, enough people like them that people keep sending them in. So okay. here we are. Well, let's keep doing it then. Yeah, it's just a good. It's just a good. It just works. Okay, what's the ad? Uh, episode eighty-three of the Valley View Podcast is sponsored by Tide Pods. The Tide Pods cleaning system beats the other brands. This is the best ad read we've ever had. <laughs> the Tide Pods cleaning system beats the other brands in nine out of fifteen trials, exhibiting superior clean. Fragrance, texture, glow, and softness. Our patented process lifts dirt before removing it, reducing smearing and garment deterioration for most kinds of fabric, excluding linen, silk, cotton, polyester, lycra, Gore-Tex, wool, velvet, cashmere, and burlap isn't that pretty much every kind of fabric i wasn't listening don't be fooled into buying discount laundry detergent it is cheaper but not as good trust tide the dirt destroyer and spirit lifter since 1969 available at most retailers nationwide okay this is a really good like generational question are you aware of the tide pods meme no okay it's not a great meme. I will admit that I laughed at it growing up. Is it not great because it's vulgar or because it's just not that funny? Um, I, don't, I mean, vulgar is like the wrong word for it. Crude? Yeah, crude is probably right. Okay. So we don't even need to share it. But like the, there there was a Tide Pod meme that circulated about eating Tide Pods for <laughs> a couple of years when I was in high school and early college. They do look kind of interesting. Yeah, well, that's where the meme came from, is that they look so much like candy that people were like, oh, I'm going to eat a Tide Pod. And I think it might have been an internet challenge where some people did and like got sick off uh, of it. Ah, okay. Like, I think that's pretty much the extent of it. Like, I don't think I'm leaving too much out. So do we maybe need to give a disclaimer or yeah, something? Like- don't don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I okay. that was a, a, I wanted to ask you as soon as you started reading, because like, if I did a Tide Pod ad read, it would be for the joke. But knowing you, and like we've talked about on this podcast multiple times, like you just have a bunch of years of 
like a, just like a dead zone of um yeah I, I, cultural awareness yeah i was gonna say like social media but that's wrong yeah. it's like a dead zone of like under like pop culture that's what i'm trying to say much larger than just social media it encompasses it's pretty much culture. the whole world yeah like, pop culture yeah a vacant window from about 2010 to 2017 so basically from when the fourth kid was born until yeah. they started to all be able to walk and talk and go to school yep we all have our blind spots and <laughs> Okay, I have three listener questions. All right, let's do it. Um, I it's I did mention earlier, just like a couple minutes ago, that um, the listener questions like maybe people are getting sick of them, but they keep sending them in. That was sort of disingenuous because one of these questions is from me, one of these questions is from your family, and one of them is from a surprise source. Uh, which one do you want first? Let's go with the surprise. Okay, this question is from you. <laughs> from me you sent this to emily my wife on okay. instagram before the hot ones podcast the okay. hot chicken podcast okay um but oh, we didn't answer it yeah so, so do you em- know what the question is i remember emily solicited questions yes like you should ask matt and tyler about this mm-hmm. and i sent in a few uh, oh you sent it to you oh yeah i sent in like five or six i might be getting emily about those for a future podcast yeah but this one i really like okay All this right. question is from matt and eden prairie formerly of uh north scott wisconsin okay Uh, what does he want to know he wants to know should you leave the table when you're done eating or should you stay and talk so like you're at dinner okay you sit down to eat you you're a nice christian family so you pray and then you finish eating your food in like six minutes and you don't want seconds okay should you get up and leave and put your plate down Uh and and go back to playing video games or should you sit and stay and talk (laughs) the phone is ringing but emily will answer it i hope nice thanks emily okay well um do you have an opinion on that question i want yours first all right as the question asker you gotta answer it first i think you should stay and talk and the length of time you stay and talk should increase according to how like according to how old you are so the older you are the longer you're obligated to stay and talk so let's say you're um 11 Mm -hmm. you finish um, your meal, there's conversation going on. I feel like if you stick around for, um, let's say once everybody is finished, um, well, everyone leaves once everyone's finished, but I feel like if you're 11, you owe it, you owe a good four or five minutes at the table. Whereas if you're like 45, then you're staying until everybody's done. You can't just get up and leave when people are still eating. Okay. And, um, my opinion is that you have no obligation to stay at the table. You can get up and leave when you're done eating. No matter how old with, you are. No matter no matter how old you are. I do admit that it would be slightly weird if the father in the family gets up and leaves before everybody else is done eating. Like before anyone else leaves. Um, but I don't think you have any obligation to stay with one caveat. If you're at somebody else's house or if okay. you have guests over at your house, you should wait until naturally the conversation takes you away from the table. Like I think that when you're having dinner with your family when you're done eating you can leave like they're the people that you're the most like you spend the most time with you okay maybe aren't the most comfortable with them but like there should be a level i you know i'm not trying to like speak ill of broken families or families that have had like in, sure. have had like rough patches but like in my family my family are the people that i'm like the most comfortable with and have the most history with if i can't be myself and leave when i'm ready to leave around them then like who can i be authentic around <laughs> um but if you have people over or you're at somebody's house, like, first of all, it would just be weird. Like, why are you getting up to leave the table when people are still eating at, at this special occasion? And secondly, like, yeah, in that case, I think it's rude. Okay. 
I, I did have a good time picturing like you having company over, like you and Emily maybe have a couple over for dinner and you finish and you get up and leave. And Emily's just sitting there talking to him. I'm like overplaying Xbox and Emily's still talking. Yeah, no, that's I wouldn't do that. Gonna, that that's the well. caveat is if you're hosting or being hosted, okay, okay. then the, you just, you got to stay. Well, let me ask you about this. Let's say you're, you're with your family. It's just the five of you. Okay. Right. Six. Not, Emily's in now. Okay. It's the six of you. And you have supper and then you finish you finish first and you get up and leave and mm-hmm. everyone else is still talking. Is there anyone around that table that you think is gonna resent you or feel like that was the wrong move for you to do? Only Emily. <laughs> my my mom No one else will be surprised or care. No, I've done it my entire life. Like my parents would like make me stay for like five extra minutes when I was young. But no, my my mom, I think ideally would have everybody stay around a little bit longer. Sorry, mom, for mentioning you. Um, but like, it's just pretty customary in my, cause we're all like, except for my mom, we're all really fast eaters. Mm-hmm. So we just finish eating and then we, we go, you know, <laughs> like, but that's different in Emily's family. Emily's family stays around the table for a lot longer. Do you personally take any responsibility on yourself for, um, suggesting topics of conversation? Uh, not with my family. So you're, you're comfortable eating in silence and uh if no one's talking you don't feel any obligation to suggest something to talk about well we never eat in silence because somebody always has something to talk about um and sometimes i have things to talk about if i do i'll say it but no if we're if it's quiet i don't feel like i have to bring something up to keep a conversation going okay that must be a good feeling again like it's my family if i if i can't be authentic around my parents and siblings and emily who can i be authentic around and if i if i legitimately just want to sit and eat quietly maybe yeah it, but if I just want to sit and eat quietly and nobody else is talking, like, no, I don't feel like a social responsibility to bring something up. Okay. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm very comfortable around my family. If you're just sitting, eating quietly, do you feel an obligation to look up and smile every now and then so people know you're doing okay? Or can you just wear a frown the whole time and be quiet? What? How would you be eating with either a smile or a frown? <laughs> you, your expression when you're eating is like either focused or neutral. I'm just being silly. Okay. Yeah, you're so silly. Uh, next question. Okay. That was a good one. Thanks for thanks, that thanks that for that, Matt. <laughs> okay. Do you want the question from me or the question from me and your family? Let's go with you and my family. Okay. This is a question for you. Like, I can't really answer this from one. From my family? From my fam- your family and me. We were talking about this on Sunday. <laughs> Matt Brandt. Oh, brother. So this question is from the Brandt family from Eden Prairie and Tyler from Eden Prairie. Okay. Matt Brandt, why do you like moving people? Ooh. Like moving them from house to house or house to apartment yes. regardless. Why do you like that? Because yes. they said that you like it I and do. I don't understand. I do. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of helping people with their move. But why? <sighs> um... I like it because I think it's because um, it's something you can do together and there's always something like to be doing. Really? Okay. That actually makes so much sense. I relate to you now. Awesome. Because yeah. that's what, that's what disc golf is. Yeah. That, yeah, that okay. is exactly. So tell me what's the parallel that you see there. That exactly what you said. Like if I want to hang out some with somebody, but I don't quite know what to do, that would make sense playing disc golf is like perfect because there's always something to do. If you don't have something to talk about, you can like talk about, I'm assuming with moving, yeah. like you can talk about the thing that you're moving. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And in disc golf, like you, you can talk about the shot if you don't have anything to talk about, but it also just like mm-hmm. you, you're getting person time mm-hmm. while doing mm-hmm. something productive. Yeah. 
Yeah. And one of my least favorite things is going somewhere to make some kind of contribution. And then there's no contribution to make because mm. all the jobs are taken and you just kind of end up standing, you just around. standing around. Yeah. yeah. But when you go help someone move, that is pretty rarely the case. Yeah, you know, there's grab, something. yeah grab a box or you're helping in the truck. Um, there's a definite ending time to it. So I really That's like true. that too. Yeah. Like it's not open-ended. Um, sometimes it can go long. Yours was open-ended but... when we moved you in. People were there for like hours after they finished moving you. That's true. It can kind of become open-ended if it doesn't end when the stuff is inside. Yeah, that's right? true. But, <laughs> but but that's that like that's on the people who are doing the moving. So like yeah, I that makes sense yeah. that you would like moving people because when you finish you can just leave. Yeah. Whereas it was your house when you were being moved in, so you couldn't be like I'm true. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's plenty to do, always something to do. There's a definite ending point and you're working together with other people, opportunity to get to know them. Um yeah. Okay. I yeah, still yeah. I still don't like moving people because it's like a big time commitment, but I understand I, I truly feel like I understand you. Like I, I understand why you enjoy that now. Yeah. That was like the most productive conversation we've ever had. <laughs> like at just ever about anything. Great question, family. And Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, what do we got last? Okay, this question's from me. <clears throat> I wrote so this from Tyler and Eden Prairie, formerly of Isanti, and also kind of of Coon Rapids and Blaine and Cambridge. For both of us. I have a lot of homes. Yeah. Um I thought of this this morning and then again at lunch because I put I had to take a stance on this question recently. Um, Wait, are you the guy that was on the news the other night? Yeah. Okay, this question is from Tyler. Uh, if a store is out of something, is it bad or annoying or wrong to ask if they have more? Ooh, okay. So the example right. is today I went to Walmart and I needed to get donuts and there were no donuts out. <laughs> What is it? Is it? Uh, I get it's kind of separate questions, right? Is it okay wrong for me to ask for more? Is it annoying or bad for me to ask for more? And like, should I ask for more? Okay, all right. Um, I definitely wouldn't say that it's wrong. Okay. Um, and I don't think I would say it's annoying or that you shouldn't either. Okay. Like, if it's a product that you know that they have, I think it's perfectly legitimate to say hey do you happen to have any donuts laying around that haven't been put out yet or whatever right. and donuts are yeah i did ask for more with donuts and i yeah. it was because like it like that's like i kind of knew they probably had some because it was morning and there were none uh -huh. which just meant that they hadn't been put out yet yeah so i was assuming they just hadn't put them out and they were in the back why would uh so just trying to get inside your mind here why would you think there is something wrong with any of those things because it seems pretty natural to me but yeah. is there something that you're thinking well, is wrong about it but here's the question before i <clears> talk about that in that situation would you ask for more because uh, i was wondering about that too yeah i probably would like um especially if i got if i went to that place because that's where i really wanted to get the donuts you know if i'm in a hurry and i didn't have another good option i would definitely ask like, really hey okay. what's going on here but if i knew there was another place across the street where i could get them i'd probably just run out. over there yeah yeah Okay. I, I'm slightly surprised that you said that. I, I thought that you might say, no, I wouldn't like, <laughs> yeah. I, it seemed to me like it could be a mat thing where like intellectually, you know, like this is right. But in the moment you wouldn't want to inconvenience the person. You know what I think it is because you're exactly right. That is how I think. But when it's something that I really like, like donuts, <laughs> like donuts from Walmart, I'll like climb Mount Kilimanjaro to get the donuts. <laughs> okay. If I'm willing to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, then I can ask, you know, Dwayne, in the bakery. Hey, actually, it was Jesus. Oh, was it, it was really? a guy named Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I 
the reason that I would think like the reason that there's like it gives me pause is like it is an inconvenience for the person that you're asking. Um, and there is a situation where I think that it is bad to ask for more. I yeah. I, I go ahead, go ahead. Because okay, the situation the situation I'm thinking of is uh, we can use Walmart as the example. Okay. Um, if there's something that you're just like on a random shelf in a random aisle, mm-hmm. and there's no more, and you can see there's no more, mm-hmm. and you can see there's no more up top, like mm-hmm. above. Yep. I think that it's annoying, mm-hmm. and I think it's bad and wrong actually to ask the person, "Can you go check the back?" Really? Yes. Because I've worked at Walmart. If you know they stock the item. Yes. If I know that they stock the item, but there's none. But there's none out. I, I think it's wrong to ask for more, but that's really? that's specifically because I've worked at Walmart and I know that if they have more in the back, it's boxed up halfway down a pallet and they can't get it for you even if it is there. So what you're asking the person to do is can you go check can you go check the back? Uh-huh. But for them to go check the back, they would have to go to the back and tear down every pallet and look through every box. They're not going to do that. They're just <laughs> going to say no, we don't have more. <laughs> it sounds like it's not so much that it's wrong it to ask them it's that you have more information than the rest of us and you're sympathetic to their plight i guess that's a good point so but and even even specifically i'm talking about like if you say can you go check the back and they go check the back or they just say yeah i know we don't have any and then you like push them Ah, like could could you could you please though like could you just check like if they're saying no either they don't have it or they're not going to find it for you so yeah you're right it's not wrong to ask somebody to check the back but if they say we don't have any, or they go back and come back and say, "Yeah, no, we couldn't find any," that just just leave it. Like <laughs> I'm with you. Yes, I agree. They might have some on a pallet somewhere, but yeah. they're not going to get it for you. Yeah, I agree. That's true. Yeah. I, I came out a little strong, and sometimes I'm okay with coming out strong. But if you ask people to check the back, you're not like a bad person. Um, I just I just know that they probably won't have it. I wanted to add one caveat to the donut comment or question and that's that i think time of day makes a difference too if it's 4 p.m and you don't see any donuts let's they, not they ask probably just donut. don't have yeah. more donuts <laughs> yeah but if it's like six in the morning seven in the morning i was there at seven yeah, yeah like, like prime seven, donut time yeah when people buy donuts then all yeah i think it's all the more acceptable to say hey what's yeah. up like where's the donuts and i think there it, this conversation is pretty situational in general too because like the other instance i had today was at chipotle when i got my chipotle and my gift card just was not working mm-hmm. And at a certain point, and and at a certain point, I was like, okay, well, there's 16 people in line behind me. I'm holding everybody up. This is annoying, but yeah. I have to pay cash. Yeah, but yeah. here we are. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So I think some of it's situational. Like, if if there's no, actually, a guy behind me in line was being annoying about it. If there's no fajitas there, and you ask for fajitas, and they say, sorry, we don't have any, and you keep asking, like, how long do you think it will be? Do you think it's not worth waiting? I don't mm. think that that's right mm. when it's busy. Fajitas must be his his uh his donuts yeah he was just being i don't know i I didn't he he was just being a little bit rude in my estimation maybe probably not in his own but to me i was like okay they said no like i also asked for fajitas and they said no and i said okay can i get some corn you know (laughs) speaking of fajitas and corn exodus exodus yeah i love exodus do you what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of exodus we're switching roles this podcast i'm asking you a lot of questions i think like just the word groaning and like the idea of sighing like just like thinking about moses experience leading trying to lead this mammoth job that god commissioned him to and of course you like that because you're a melancholy kind of guy yeah exactly and i mean i love um reading about his experience leading this expedition the way he relates 
to God through the experience and talks so frankly to God about what he's experiencing. Like, just kill me now. Like, yeah, just, just give me out of here. This is like, if this is what it's going to be like, I please just put me to death. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, this is not what I want to be experiencing. And he, uh, and then to see the other side of that is to see um, him interceding for God's people. Like uh, when there's probably nothing in him that wants to intercede and pray for them. Like they don't deserve it. Like they've done everything to be wrong and treated him horribly. And yet here he is praying for them. Don't God, don't destroy them. You know, like for the sake of your name, you know, forgive your people. And he is this mediator. And at the same time, so down mm-hmm. because it's so hard. Um, I think I just love it because it's so true to life and so real. It's such a real book, including the sins of the people, you know, the golden calf and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, as you read Exodus, what what resonates with you? Um, oh, I'm not find... prepared for that question. I was prepared for what do you think about first? Okay. Let's go there. What do, you, what do you think of first when you think of Exodus? I think of like 25 really familiar and like pretty cool like interesting chapters mm-hmm. and then like 15 really 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 boring chapters with one cool story in the middle <laughs> tell us about the cool story well the cool story is what you're talking about where yeah. it that i'm right aren't i where in god, 32 yeah uh, yeah 33. where god's like golden calf i'm destroying israel and moses mm-hmm. says no god don't and god changes his mind and you say huh i didn't know god could change his mind i thought he was consistent mm, yeah <laughs> but no yeah the first 25 chapters of the book are the plagues and the escape and the like the exodus crossing the red sea all that and then the last 15 chapters are this is the type of thread that you need to have in the ark of the covenant yeah. in the tabernacle yeah 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 and it's really boring it's like seven chapters of this is what it's going to look like one chapter of moses interceding to god and then seven chapters of what it actually looked like which is the same as what it was supposed to look like mm. what would you say to a student who asked you like what are we supposed to do with the last 10 or 12 chapters of Exodus, all this detail on the tabernacle and the kind of thread and like, why so much detail? Why take so much of the Bible to um, explain that? And what's the benefit of reading that? Do you have any, how would you answer that question? seems like a natural question to ask. (laughs) I will admit that these answers do not make it more interesting to read, but I think that they provide some perspective on why it's there. Okay. Well, that's helpful. (laughs) Um, I think it's there to show, firstly, that our God is one of order and not of chaos. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. the the way that the tabernacle was supposed mm-hmm. to be was mm-hmm. exactly this way. Mm-hmm. And, and the tabernacle was specifically, like, where God's presence was going to dwell. Mm-hmm. So that place was, was supposed to be exactly how it was prescribed. Um, which leads into the second reason, which is, like, not only is our God a God of order, <clears throat> but, like, the the way that we honor god is very important like mm-hmm. the, the way that they honored god through his space like the divine space mm-hmm. was like really crucial mm-hmm. so they spent 15 chapters on explaining mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. again that doesn't make it more interesting when you're reading it but it helps me when i finish reading it to say okay that sucked but like i i, I see why it's there <laughs> yeah yeah that's true like yeah. our god cares about the details which is comforting right because he mm-hmm. cares if he cares about the details of what kind of thread are being used in the tabernacle uh, how much more us like it, that's the it's like an old testament version of like if he dresses the lilies how much more does he clothe you yeah you know yeah that's right if he, if he cares about how the tabernacle looked how much more the people who are walking tabernacles now yeah yeah 
exactly. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry, I just kept going. <laughs> I got a little preachy there. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, where do we see Jesus in Exodus? Um, through Moses's intercession. The first thing I think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for sure. Um, Inter- there... Interceding for a sinful people in rebellion yeah. against God. Is there um, any? Yeah. Is there any angel of the Lord energy in Exodus? There's the angel of death, but is there any like angel of the Lord going on? Uh, is angel of the Lord connected with the burning bush somehow? Um, Maybe. I don't remember actually whether it says the Lord appeared to him or an angel of the Lord spoke to him out of the bush. I actually can't remember. I don't remember either. But... And that's not even me saying angel of the lord is 100 percent jesus it's just it, when we get to that point that's yeah. an interesting conversation to yeah have. yeah it's like sure. oh there's this character that is identified as separate from god mm-hmm. and yet is speaking as if he is god mm-hmm. it, it's like a yeah. really interesting quirky thing i actually wrote a really long paper about that topic really exactly in seminary yeah was it on the gideon story uh that that's part i I looked at the different appearances so that was one that was included should we wait and talk about that when we get to judges yeah yeah we'll talk about that there um last thing i wanted to say about exodus is that it's such a good book to study uh, from the standpoint of how much we learn about god god's character and god's name like that's Mm -hmm. where he reveals his name yeah for the first time yeah exodus chapter which you which you might miss reading the bible that you see like the all capitals l-o-r-d in genesis yeah. But the first time he says, I am, all caps, L-O-R-D, Yahweh, is yeah. to Moses in Exodus at the burning bush. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them. I, me, am... I did not notice that until I was told it. Yeah. Because, you know, at the beginning, it just, it, even in Genesis, it's like the Lord said, like Yahweh said. Yeah, exactly. But he never reveals his own name to a human until Exodus at the burning bush. And then um, the great self-revelation to Moses, chapter 33, I believe, Um <laughs> yeah yeah sees the glory of god the lord the lord of god um gracious um merciful forgiving iniquity and and all those things telling us about all of his attributes and then displaying those attributes as you look at the story of exodus how forgiving amazingly forgiving god is and how he draws moses into prayer and, and all those things um Mm-hmm. just wonderful so we didn't have a lot of time to talk about exodus but i think we hit the very high points yeah well we were i mean i think this was a really good episode i really enjoyed this this conversation that we've had i think it was too i think um i think episode 83 and we're still doing okay yeah this might be one of my favorites actually. i i've really enjoyed this one if yeah. and if you thought that this week had a book of the bible with some boring stuff in it just wait till next week <laughs> we'll talk about leviticus and and other things we'll see thanks y'all have a great week everybody